What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of Unreasonable Down is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people in the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach smaller products to your backpack, roller, or tote. And that's so important, especially in an airport. You got multiple bags, bringing them into the airport. It's nice to have that hookup system. Put the small bag with the big bag so you're not flailing around. You have your hands ready to go. DB is making it happen. And I'm teaming up with DB to exclusively offer my listeners 10% off your next purchase by using the code POD10, P-O-D-1-0, or going to the leak in my show notes. DB, it's time to move on. Time to get going. I'm not going to raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello! From the Dire Prime Studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Off-season episode 21, talking about basketball this week, and I've got two player profiles for you. Both guys new to WVU. Both guys play the center position. Both guys have one season of eligibility. It's Polly Polycap and Diamond Kerrigan. If you've ever listened to this podcast, you know where I stand just by name alone on Polly Polycap. It's it's a Hall of Fame name 
and everything else is cream cheese. He he he's with love and respect to everybody on the roster. Polly Polycap, I think, is my favorite player on the team. <laughs> he hasn't done anything to earn that, other than he's got an awesome name, and he looks like a guy who would win at tug of war. Like you can't move Polly Polycap. So sight unseen, great name. See him, I don't think you can move Polly Polycap. Diamond Kerrigan. I like the name, not as a great of name as Polly Polycamp, but WVU on their social media feed, you get to know guys on the roster. They're talking about their five essential things, and I love it. It's it's quick, three minutes. You get a, a little glimpse of what these guys are like, and so I like the the Diamond Kerrigan one. Uh, obviously, like the Polly Polycamp. Here's what we know. They're both undersized at the five. And the goal here, when Huggins is recruiting Polly Polycap and Diamond Kerrigan, he's got in his mind uh, Derek Culver gone, Oscar Shibway gone before the end of the season, uh, Isaiah Cottrell coming off of injury. We need some big guys. And we need to replace an all-conference center in Derek Culver. And so Derek Culver averaged 14 points and nine rebounds last season. If you take out Cinny and Isaiah, and we're just looking at Polly and Diamond, they combine to average 14 points and 12 rebounds last season for their respective schools. So on paper, I know it's not apples to apples, but just looking at the numbers, even swap, we it it takes two guys to replace Derek Culver's production on paper, but we've got it. For sure, I feel confident that both Polly and and Diamond's defensive stats and their defensive presence is going to be a net positive in comparison to Derek Culver. Derek Culver, again, all conference, not all conference defense. It was not a strong suit. Kerrigan, top 20 shot blocker, not in Conference USA, but in the entire NCAA last season. Top 20. So elite shot blocker. Polly on the boards, and he was in the Big East. So that's not a slouch conference. Polly in offensive rebounding percentage. Number one in the Big East last season. So that's great. And that, you know, Culver, great rebounder. So is Polly Polycap better at rebounding than Derek Culver? I am not saying that. But that's not a bad stat to throw out of trying to replace Derek Culver's production. They both are like Derek Culver in that they're not great at the free throw line. And they don't get to the free throw line as much as Derek Culver did. But when they get there, they both shoot under 60%. Again, when when you're looking at these stats, it's hard to compare them to to Derek Culver's. It's not apples to apples because Polly Polycap played for DePaul. I'm not making that up. A lot of Paul references there. And DePaul... Again, not in a, it's not a slouch league that they're in, the Big East, 
but that is a slouch team. So how do you really judge stats on a bad team? And same for Kerrigan. He played for Florida International uh, in Conference USA and Florida International not good at basketball last season. So you look at the stat lines, it's like, okay, even when they're great, they're not, they are all involved in a loss <laughs> for the most part, especially Kerrigan and FIU. I don't know what to do with that, but I do think it's a gain on defense. And on offense, neither guy, it is a step down from Culver offensively, even with you, even with two guys. But neither guy is going to be asked to do what Derek Culver was asked to do for the team last year, right? They're both going to be, hey, go in the game, be really good at defense, protect the rim, Kerrigan, block all the shots, Polly, get all the offensive rebounds, and then both of you, we got, we've got these guards out here, and they're going to want to shoot the ball. So let's help them get open by setting a screen. I haven't seen them set screens. I'm assuming poly polycap. Again, if you're good at uh, tug of war, then you're going to be good at setting a screen. But that's, that's the job. On offense, get the guys that want to shoot the ball open. And then sometimes you can roll to the basket and maybe they'll find you and you can get an easy basket. Or just get close to the basket, get the offensive rebound, and then go for it. That's their opportunity on this team offensively. So then the big question with these two guys and and other guys on the roster is how much time are they going to see on the floor? With all these new guys, it's just hard to tell how much they're going to be in the rotation. You would think if they're if they've chosen to come to Morgantown, not that they've been promised minutes, but that with your last season of eligibility that you're making a significant contribution. But I have no idea how much time Polly and Kerrigan are going to see. I would be surprised if they're both on the floor together for very much. But when you look at what happened last season after Oscar left, and we've talked about it on the podcast, you haven't said anything. I'm the only one that talks. But Jalen Bridges played a lot of four. So if Huggins wants to keep going with that, then you've got at the five, you've got Gabe, you've got Polly, you've got Kerrigan, you've got Senny, you've got Cottrell. And I just can't imagine we're going to go five deep at the five. Like they're going to have to, we're going to take Bridges out and put in Gabe and just, you know, we're going to take, bridges out and put in polycap and, and we're just gonna have to see what happens unless unless Taj Thweet gets a lot of minutes backing up Jalen Bridges. But I don't again that that where is Jalen Bridges gonna play? Is he gonna take the Emmett Matthews role or is he gonna keep his role as a as a small ball four? That the ripple effects of that decision is going to affect a lot of guys. Specifically, what we're talking about now, Polly Polycap and Diamond Kerrigan. If we're talking about having a lot of guys at the same position, you know what that screams to me? It screams Press Virginia. <laughs> I'm not saying it's coming back. 
But when you've got a bunch of guys that you want to rotate in and out, obviously a, a great game plan to try to utilize all these guys that, for big bursts, especially because they're good at defense, is to throw a press at, at the other teams. And the instructions are go hard, let's get some offense by pressing, and then, all right, you get out there for a couple minutes, go 180%, and then let's bring in the next two guys. So I think we can do that on the back line. And if we wanted to on the front line, I'm not guaranteeing that. I, I would put a higher percentage chance going into this season of it of a return to press Virginia or more of a return to that than I would last year. So we'll see what happens. There's just so many possibilities. The variances of what this upcoming season can be and what WVU can do because of all the new guys and the unknowns. It's, I keep thinking about Scrabble. Like we've got seven tiles. It could be a 70 point word with a triple word score. And it could be we spell the, the the word the, get our five points and keep it moving. Uh, but I'm looking at the tiles that we have. I feel like there's a good word in there, but it's just how we're, it's not clear. <laughs> like if on the Scrabble app, you like shake your phone and it moves the tiles around. I feel like. This offseason, in my head, I'm just moving the tiles around, trying to figure out what word we're going we're gonna to play. And I don't know what we have. I don't know. Could be a great word. It could be the <laughs> – it could be and. Random thoughts coming up. Dyer Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Dyer Prime, you know what they do. They do designs. They're a full-service graphic shop. They're veteran-owned. They're family-owned. You need a design for whatever. They'll help you create that design, put that design on a t-shirt, on a frisbee. Over one million different promotional products you can put your design on. And Dyer Prime can help you with that. Do not confuse Dyer Prime with there's this company out here, and they sound very similar. And if I was this company, I would change their name. But their name is Dire Slime. And Dire Slime is a full-service slime shop. And they got borax and glue and sprinkles and glitter. Do not confuse this group. And they're, and they're fine folks. But I think they're trying to piggyback off of the success of Dire Prime. So I'm not promoting them. I'm promoting Dyer Prime. You should talk to them. And you can. Call or text them to find out more. 304-767-4445. Find them on the internet at DyerPrime.com. D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Down. I haven't done this in a while, but... I keep notes. Obviously, during the season, I keep notes on the games, but I'm always taking notes for this podcast. And we haven't went through the notebook in a while. So thought it'd be a great time to, to 
empty out the notebook and see what I've wrote down that hasn't made the podcast. So let's see what we got here. <laughs> Soccer refs. <laughs> okay. There's a certain level of patience that any referee for any sport has to have, right? Not a glamorous job. There's not long lines for people standing in, like, wanting to be a a referee. It's not a great job. Nobody at the end of a game says, you know, gives the the refs a, a, a round of applause. It just doesn't happen. It's not, it's a thankless job. I would never want to be a referee. And I thank all the people that do that. You have something special in you. I don't know what it is. I couldn't do your job. The As far as level of patience required, soccer referee has got to be at the top. I was watching the WVU Marshall soccer game because I had the ESPN Plus. Yes, I paid to watch West Virginia beat the Long Island Sharks. So I still had it. So I'm watching WVU Marshall soccer. Fun game. Here's the thing. There's only one referee that gets the run on the field. <laughs> I don't know why. Like in basketball, there's there's three referees that could be on the floor. There's only one in soccer. And soccer field's way bigger than basketball. But anyways, they're calling fouls, whatever. And there's other referees, too. They just, they run on both, si- both sidelines, right? But the person in the middle, they got the they got the toughest job. You're making calls from like 80 feet. I'm guessing the people on the sidelines can make calls too, but primarily they're coming from the person in the middle. And when there's a bad call, especially or not even I would argue a bad call. I don't know what I'm looking at with soccer. But when a call is made, sometimes and this is a college game. I saw this at least once and maybe more than once. Blow the whistle, make the call. There's like four soccer players that run at the referee at full speed. Okay? Like a a referee, it's not a referee stampede because the referee's just standing there. The players run like they're <laughs> like they're gonna like they're gonna fight the referee. I don't know how else to put it. And aggressively talking to the referee, like not honoring the referee's personal space, like very close. And it doesn't seem like they're pleasant conversations. And maybe they are. But I don't think they're pleasant because, again, they're running full speed towards the ref. Honest question. I guess I could Google this. Has a referee ever run at a player with the with the haste that the players run at them it's just it's super aggressive and it makes me uncomfortable and and the referee like that he he it was a he in this case was engaging with the players talking to them like i'm sure there's got to be like like shooing away of the players. Like I made the call back off. There's not words that you can say that's going to change my mind. 
it's just okay. Couple of things. Soccer players, stop running full speed at the ref, and also give the guy or lady like three feet, and throw some sirs and ma'ams in there. Like just have a little more, <laughs> a little more courtesy for somebody doing a job that nobody wants to do. Right. So stop doing that. And then soccer referees, what's your secret? Because I feel like I'm a patient person. You are the most patient people on the face of the earth. I mean, I'm not kidding. A person with less patience that had four people running at them, they would either run the opposite direction away away from the people or like... (laughs) (laughs) or like a Bruce Lee movie or like Kill Bill, like surrounded and running at like, uh, spoiler alert for Kill Bill. The lady, uh, did not take kindly being surrounded by people that wanted to harm her. And when you run full, full speed at a person mad, I wouldn't blame a referee for thinking that those people want to harm, harm them. That's it. Chill it out. Soccer players. And, and soccer referees, you're saints. Even if you make bad calls, you're a saint. What else do I got? Oh, gosh. Self-checkout. Oh, my gosh. I understand the need for self-checkout, right? Some, you, you go into a store. You got like four items. Do you want to wait in line or do you just want to go and do it yourself, put it all in one bag, and get out of there. You don't have to talk to a human, which may be good for most people. I get it, right? So I don't want to eliminate self-checkout. But recently, well, I made this note. I went to a store. I had to use the self-checkout. Because there was only one person working a register, and that was a popular aisle. What can I say? So I have more than four items. I go through that work. Somebody, there is somebody that's monitoring the multiple check, you know, self checkout stations. And then when I go to the car to put my groceries in the car, there's an employee about 10 feet away from me, waiting for me to empty my cart so that they can take it and put it back into the store. Just pick one. I guess that's my point grocery store. Pick one. Either be like Publix and offer to go out to the car with me and 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 put the groceries in my car for me even though I don't want that, but you'll do that, like over-the-top customer service, do that or be completely hands-off. And you're sending a clear message and people may like that, but do it that way or do it the other way and don't send me mixed messages. It's just confusing. (laughs) That you've got the time to wait on my cart, but you don't have the time to, to check it out for me. That's it. Just pick one. Just be consistent. That's it. Just like a referee. All I want from a referee is consistency. 
All right. Last note. Uh, shoes. Uh, Deuce McBride recently signed a contract with Nike. And I know that because he put it on the internet. And that's awesome. Congrats to Deuce McBride for getting an endorsement deal with, I mean, the kids love the Nikes, right? Most popular shoe brand in basketball. Let me ask you, because I haven't, I've never thought about it myself. If you played in the NBA and a shoe company wanted to sign you and give you your own shoe, like the Air Josh or whatever it would look like, what would what would you who would you sign with? If all the money was the same, who would you go with? I've never thought about it, but I look in my closet and look at my shoe habits, and I would be like a Kawhi Leonard. I would go with New Balance, or I'd go with Yeezy, which is not a shoe brand. It's part of Adidas. I guess it is a shoe brand. It's like its own. It's weird that Kanye West is the Michael Jordan of Adidas. Like it's, it's, Jordans are Nikes, right? Even though it's the Jordan brand, but it's still, Kanye West doesn't play basketball. Anyway, I'd pick New Balance or Yeezy. New Balance, obvious. I'm (laughs) I'm a man in my 40s. Even, uh, but I'm old at heart. So uh, even in my 20s, I've been uh, rolling with new ballots. They're comfortable. They're not skinny shoes. They fit my foot. So I would want that on the basketball floor. In my lifetime, really haven't had a lot of opportunities to wear new balance basketball shoes. But now Kawhi Leonard and other NBA players are bringing new balance back to the NBA. So I would 100% do that, the New Balance Josh signature. And the only reason I said Yeezy, and Yeezy, I've seen pictures of Yeezy basketball shoes. I don't know if anybody's played on the court in Kanye West shoes. But do you remember that? (laughs) Do you remember the picture that leaked of the Derrick Rose basketball shoe that looked like a ribboned potato? You got to check it out on the internet. It doesn't look like a basketball shoe. It looks like a clog with like lines in it. It's definitely art. I don't know if it's a basketball shoe, but if I'm not going New Balance, I want to go, I want to make a statement. And so why, you know, you could definitely make a statement. I think another pair of... (laughs) A few easy basketball shoes were like glow in the dark or they like they light it up, which is probably a no, no in the NBA. Thus, we haven't seen them on the court, but that's that outside of the box thinking <laughs> that Kanye West has. Kanye West is a genius. In my opinion, I'm just saying I would go with new balancer Yeezy and I would want the no shoelaces, not particularly the ribbon potato, but it would I would like having a shoe that didn't have shoelaces. Or if you just went only Velcro. Have we done that recently? A basketball shoe? I've seen basketball shoes with Velcro and shoestrings. Has anybody just went out there with only Velcro? I don't know. I'm asking. 
but that's what I would want in the in the air Josh. It's a terrible it's a terrible nobody would buy that show. All right, the notebook is caught up. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable doubt is on the social media. On Instagram at Unreasonable Doubt WV. On Twitter at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook. Go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it. Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The schedule's out. All of it. Now we know the full WVU basketball schedule. The Big 12 conference schedule came out recently. The first conference game is on New Year's Day. WVU in Austin, Texas to play a school that's not going to be in the Big 12 in the near future. To kind of sum up the schedule, not bad. I mean, it's not bad. There's three two-game road trips. Huggins wants to, if we're going to a different time zone, let's stay there for a little bit, get a couple of games in. And West Virginia's got three of those. A Texas trip that I just mentioned that starts on New Year's Day 2020. 20, oh, Lord. I'm going to do that again. 2022 at Texas at TCU. Then you get to the end of January. The SEC Big 12 challenge that may not exist in the future, but it may. Who knows? At Arkansas, at Baylor. So you get to stay out of town for those two games. And then in February, at Oklahoma State, at Kansas State on a Saturday and a Monday. So three two-game road trips. So that's a thumbs up from Bob Huggins. That's a Huggins-approved schedule as far as travel. But when I look at the schedule, I don't see any real gauntlet like we all saw last last season. But probably a tough stretch. Probably the toughest stretch is at the end of January where West Virginia goes Kansas, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and then Baylor again. And then Texas Tech. So with that, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. That seven-game stretch, not a gauntlet, in my opinion, because I don't know, as much as I don't know about West Virginia, I, I hardly know anything about Texas Tech. Baylor lost all their main guys. Arkansas always loses a bunch of guys. They're, they got a good coach. Uh, so I don't know. We'll know more about the teams. And a gauntlet may appear. Like a weather front. Like, oh, it's not going to rain today. But then the high pressure comes in and the barometer shifts and then the dew point goes down and then all of a sudden it's a storm. So we'll see. But no, going into it, I don't see a crazy gauntlet. But you could argue the 18-game Big 12 conference schedule as a whole, always a gauntlet. And I, I could hear that argument. 
even even with the Iowa State and the Kansas State, I think Kansas State's going to be better this year. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms, or just pick one: Apple Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Overcast, Castbox. Follow this podcast. the The subscribe button may exist. Hit that. If it says follow, hit that. That helps this podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2021-2022 season. They're zero and zero. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.